This is episode number 33 with Srinivas Paparaju. Are you an entrepreneur looking to write an ebook that is going to grow your business, build your brand, and bring in new clients? Well, I want you to join me because in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing a free live webinar training on how to grow your brand with Kindle ebooks. You can find out more and sign up for the webinar by going to http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash Kindle book branding. That's tinyurl.com forward slash Kindle book branding. In that free live training, we're going to talk about so many things, including the top three mistakes Kindle writers are making and why the experts aren't talking about it. We're also going to talk about the top three ways to monetize your Kindle books and the best strategies to use for each. You do not want to miss it. So definitely join me. Sign up for the free live training, tinyurl.com forward slash Kindle book branding. Welcome to episode number 33 of She Runs the Show. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview that I did with Sri Pabaraju. Uh, Sri is a financial coach. He's a business coach. He teaches amazing, amazing training for entrepreneurs, whether you are new, aspiring, or established. And the wisdom that he drops in today's episode is amazing. He tells us about how he transformed out of the employee mind frame and into the entrepreneurial mindset. He also talks about what are the fears that come up when you do make the leap and you do become a full-time entrepreneur. You know, you leave that uh, nine-to-five job behind, and now it's you. It's you and your ability to build your business and your brand, and there's where the income is coming from. He tackles those fears and talks about how we can step fully into our passion and into our entrepreneurial role by shifting out of the employee mindset and into the entrepreneurial mind frame. So you're going to love this episode. Just keep listening. There's so much wisdom and so many things here for you, if no matter what stage you are in entrepreneurship. So let's get to the interview. It is an awesome one. You are going to love this. Sri Pavarachu. Cassandra Bibas here. I have got a great guest with me today. Sri Pabaraju is here. He is a financial success coach, a chartered accountant, an entrepreneur, and an author. He is the founder and CEO of Business Booster Academy, which helps entrepreneurs break through their barriers to success in life and business. And you know, I brought Sri on today because I he you know we're in a mentoring group together and. One of the individuals in our group was talking about the idea of, you know, focusing on entrepreneurship or taking on some great job opportunities that are on the horizon. And so a lot of us were commenting and and Sri gave this amazing comment about making the decision to leave a, a corporate job for the uncertainty, but also for the challenge of entrepreneurship and how and when do you make those decisions? And I think as women entrepreneurs, we face that a lot. The question of 
of, do I keep my day job? Do I not keep my day job? How do I create the business and lifestyle that I desire, even though I have all of these other responsibilities? And so I brought Sri on today because we're going to dive into, you know, how do we break through those barriers? Sri, welcome. Hi, Cassandra. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you're on because what you wrote just spoke to me. And so I'd love for you to just kind of tell tell our audience what brought you on the entrepreneurial journey. Uh, there, there's two reasons typically why people uh, become entrepreneurs. One is because they love to be entrepreneurs and two, because they hate to be employees. And I came from the second category. I just hated my job. I wasn't enjoying it. I dreaded getting up on a Monday morning. I was hoping every day was a weekend. And so I was looking for ways out. And and then I thought, maybe if I'm an entrepreneur, it'll be easier on me, myself. And so I actively started looking for opportunities to start my business. And little did I know that the initial part of being uh, a self-employed person means that much more extra time and energy spent into developing the business. So uh, that's how I started to answer your question. Absolutely. And along the way of just, you know, moving from an employee to an entrepreneur, what kind of fears were were coming up for you? The the first uh, visible change is you stop getting that fixed paycheck every week or every couple of weeks or once a month, whatever it is. And so that puts a tremendous pressure on you to perform because ultimately at the end of the day, you got to put foot on the table, you got to pay for your rent or mortgage. And if that fixed income is not coming, especially if you are the single bread earner in the family, it, it's, it's going to be tough. Luckily, in my case, my wife is a full-time employee and she brings in decent amounts of income. And so it gave me the flexibility to pursue my passion. Later on, I figured out what my true passion is. So it gave me the opportunity. But the initial fears are one, uh, what if I fail? What? Because I realized very soon into the game that the buck stops with me. There's no one else I can pass the blame on to if my business doesn't succeed. So that was a huge fear for me. As an employee, I was always good because I was always looking after somebody else's interests. But as soon as it came to me, one, the fear of uh, non-performance, fear of rejection, fear of failure, all these fears, the negativity, the self-doubt, they they come in big time. And unless you are mentally prepared to handle all those, I would say everybody who wants to be an entrepreneur should first take some sort of a mindset development course to figure out if they are ready and how to be ready to be an entrepreneur. Hmm. And when you say mindset development course, give me some examples of, of courses or personal development curriculums that will help develop that mindset before plunging into starting a business full-time? Uh, I know of one, and I'm actually speaking to the person who does that, turning fear into fuel. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a brilliant course. I mean, the title says it all. We don't have to even explain what it's about because fear is one of the primal uh, instincts that a human being displays. I think it's in the nature of a person to be afraid of the unknown. And so when you are caught up in that fear, how to turn it around and still do what you're supposed to in the face of your fear, uh, keep performing. And for that, going into a course like what you do, turning your fear into fuel would be an awesome way to start. Absolutely. And I have to tell you, one of the reasons why I decided to create an online program about how to transform your fear into fuel is because I found that 
when I looked back on my 20s, I had spent so much time in fear, but I wasn't using it or leveraging the fear. The fear was using me. And so I was getting results based on allowing fear to use me in a way that just wasn't acceptable. And so I, I hit a moment where I said, fear is natural. It's normal. I'm either going to use it or I'm going to allow it to use me. And that's sort of how Fear into Fuel was born. That's interesting. And, and, and I think a lot of the listeners will, will agree to that because we, we all have that element of fear in us. And I've read a quote somewhere in the last couple of days. It says, if you doubt your power, you're giving power to your doubt. Mm, yes. Oof. That's so true. And, but what do you do in that moment? Let's say that you find yourself in a self-doubt moment. We all have them. They happen. How do you get yourself out of self-doubt? Uh, in, in the past, I would be uh, mired in that self-doubt, spending hours and sometimes even days uh, getting caught up with all the emotions. But uh, because I've been listening to these podcasts, reading these books and getting into these mindset uh, development courses and programs and having a mentor, being part of a peer group, having an accountability partner, all these uh, checks and balances are in place now. So I'm at a stage where when the fear and negativity actually uh, enter into my uh, zone, I can sense it almost instantaneously. So the first thing I do on a physical level is because I read somewhere, I think Tony Robbins said, uh, motion and emotion, they are connected together. So as soon as the fear uh, factor steps into me, the first thing I do is whatever I'm doing, I'm standing, walking, talking, sitting, whatever I'm doing, I, I quickly snap out of it and then just move a couple steps. I just walk a couple steps just to get out of that uh, stagnation in that uh, status quo. Just so that, uh, and then when I start moving, I realize that, uh, okay, I've got something to deal with, and so what is it the next thing I have to do? So if it is something that is urgent and important, that is kind of being held back because of this fear, then I just look at my to-do list for the day and then start doing those tasks one after the other without paying much thoughts to the emotions. And, and so, you know, and I think Tony Robbins is absolutely right when he talks about that. Now, when you when you think about feel the fear and do it anyway, which is a lot of what it takes to sort of get into action and kind of act your way into feeling rather than feeling your way into acting. Um, how would you know? I mean, because there are lots of people who want to be entrepreneurs. And I think one of the greatest things that you said in the post that you'd written back about that individual in our group who wanted to, who was considering a job, is that you've got to shift out of the employee mindset. And you've got to have a bigger picture. And you've got to have, you know, know your purpose and, and clarity. And in actually one of your videos that I love, you talked about the steps that you have to take. And part of that was clarity. So for somebody who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur but isn't 100% committed yet, how do they gain clarity about that? Uh, it's, it's a big question because uh, this is typically what I talk in my courses on being your own boss or a business fast track workshop that I conduct. Uh, the employee mindset needs to go. That's the first and foremost thing. We have uh, been brought up in a society at a time where uh, we are expected to 
have instant gratification all the time, 24/7. Uh, right from when we, you know, sit in front of the TV and switch it on and flip the channels, entertainment has to come to us. We need to be entertained. We need to be fed. Uh, we thrive on fast food. We we don't like to take time and effort to do things that are right for us because uh, one, it's either going to cost money or it's going to take too much time, and we don't want and we can't afford. We are stuck in this. Uh, mechanical lifestyle where we are uh, waking up for, uh, when the alarm goes off and then we are in a constant rush to do something I don't know what. Having said that, uh, if you truly want to be an entrepreneur, you need to get clarity on the first thing is the purpose. Why exactly are you planning to be an entrepreneur? What are you trying to achieve? And if any of the answers involve the word I in the sentence, it's not good enough. It has to be beyond us. We have to leave some sort of a legacy to our family, to the society, whatever it is. There has to be something bigger than us in the picture because as soon as uh, it is me, myself, and I, uh, this I will come in every single opportunity and uh, put an obstacle in your way. And unless you get that ego out and focus on the true purpose uh, for which you're creating the entrepreneur, uh, enterprise, the business, it's, it's going to be extremely difficult to find success. And even if you find success, to make it uh, scalable and to make it lasting will be even more difficult. That's the step number one. And, you know, so what I can hear a lot of people thinking is, you know, I can hear the person thinking who's working a full-time job that they hate, who really wants to set their own hours, you know, live the lifestyle that they want to live, maybe be more available to their children, um, wants to make the money that they feel that they deserve. I can hear that person saying... Right now, my focus is just to get out of this job so I can be free to use my talents, make the kind of money I want to make, live where I want to live, spend more time with my family. Once I get there, then I'll think about uh, my legacy to the world. What do you say to that person? Uh, which is absolutely true. I mean, if a person is actually finding it difficult to put food on the table, uh, to talk about leaving a legacy would make, would make no sense and it doesn't give any meaning to them, right? Yeah. So, uh, but having said that, if you are planning to leave a job that is giving you your money, your bread and butter, uh, especially when you are tight on finances, and then saying that, okay, I'll look at it later on, you're actually going two steps backwards in that case. I would say start slow, start part-time, let your source of income still be there so that you have the comfort. So, I hear two types of theories on this. One which says, you know, take a leap of faith and the wings will appear. Uh, having said that, uh, you take a leap of faith fully prepared. You don't just uh, take a leap of faith uh, burning all your bridges behind. And some people can't handle it. Not everybody can handle such a situation. So if you are doing this for the very first time and you have absolutely no clue, uh, get some professional advice, get some guidance, get some coaching as to what is expected because chances are if you are looking to get out of a job because you hate it like I did, then you'll hate even more the first few months and years of being on your own in business. There's so much work that needs to be done. Uh, you At that time, you can't afford to hire any 
everybody. So you basically are changing hats every single minute of the day. You got to do the administrative stuff, take the phone calls, uh, mail the stuff out, uh, take the correspondence, make all the payments, uh, do the invoicing, go after people to pay you money. It's it's a lot of work, and it's not for the faint of heart. Absolutely. And when you say you have to take a leap of faith fully prepared, what does fully prepared look like? Fully prepared means there's no going back. Uh, I guess so. Uh, fully prepared in your mind, because your mind pretty much dictates how your body is going to respond to anything and everything. Absolutely. And you know, I oftentimes hear that those two camps. So the one camp that says, you know, if you're in a soul-killing job, just take a leap of faith and leave. And then I hear the other camp that says, no, if you have bills and a mortgage and a family to provide for, you start the business part-time, you stay in the day job until the business has, you know, is vetted and proves itself. Which camp do you find yourself in? I I'm at the I'm at a camp right now where anything and everything I do I do it without regrets where I don't want to feel bad at the end of any given day that I haven't done something uh, that I would have actually liked to do at the same time uh, I'm not going to take up any challenge just for the sake of being challenged I'll see if it fits into my overall purpose so again it goes back to that topic we talked about having absolute clarity as to what we want in our life and so once you have the clarity then anything and everything that you do you talk you plan you think uh, automatically goes back to having that purpose that clarity and that passion in your life so if you want to know what camp I belong to or the camp I belong to is whatever I do right now whatever I have right now I'll be my 100% doing that without any regrets without any grudges without any complaints and I think once you look at things on that positive note even that uh, job that you absolutely hate you'll start loving it mm-hmm. that's a powerful way to look at it because when you when you turn it into i'm giving my best my all 100% execution for me it makes any job enjoyable to do because you're not doing it for somebody else you're doing it because that's your level that's your standard of excellence absolutely and i would say anybody who wants to quit being an employee first try to be your 100% best as an employee before you start to take a leap of faith into being an entrepreneur and i think that will be an easy switch absolutely absolutely and and part of it is you know i i love the leap of faith camp but i find myself at least when i counsel other individuals who want to go into entrepreneurship i i always take the more conservative approach of start your business part time vet it you know make sure that it's the right business because you might change business several times in the first five years and then gradually move yourself into that position because I think what I see a number of people do is they have a mortgage and they have a family and they have all of these responsibilities they hate their job they quit it on the leap of faith that their business is going to work they've never started a business before and now they're desperate energy because they're not able to pay the mortgage and they're not able to pay the bills is coming through in their marketing and their sales and therefore they're not getting 
sales because of that desperate energy. Do you see that? Absolutely. In fact, I'd go even one step further and say, even when you have enough finances set aside for your business, when you get started with your business and, and you think, oh, I got six to seven months of savings behind me, that will just give you the initial impetus to drive forward, you know, but unless you're mentally prepared and it's, it's an enormous challenge. I'm, and I'm not saying this to scare people away from being an entrepreneur. I am all for being an entrepreneur and I'll do anything in my power to convert this entire living population into entrepreneurs. Having said that, if you're not ready to take on that enormous challenge that's, uh, that the business is going to throw at you, you'll always be looking for the next exit lane. So uh, it's it's not just having enough finances. I would say you need to be uh, you need to have that resolve to succeed, and that only comes when you start. Uh, doing your 100%, giving your 100% without any immediate expectation. And and that's one thing that you did talk about in your post. You talked about when you slowed down and you figured out your true priorities and purpose and you changed your mindset from gratification to gratitude and kind of rolled up your sleeves and, and digging in deep, you know, that's when things started to started to work and flow. How does somebody make that mindset transition from one of like immediate gratification, I've got to have it now, to gratitude so they can just dig deep and do the work? I would say start slow again. Uh, take one simple thing that you always want to have uh, right away. If, if, it's, if, it's a, if it's a latte on your drive to work, then uh, I have actually done this myself, so I can actually quote this example, and I, this works. And I have, in fact, I think at least four or five people who read my blog post, they liked it, and they tried it too, and they say it does change the way they look at things. Uh, I have uh, once, what I did was, uh, on my way to work, I had the Starbucks right, you know, uh, on the main floor and my office was on the fourth floor so you actually had to pass by the Starbucks to get into the elevators it, it was strategically placed for people like me <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I, I would invariably stop there get myself something to drink uh, I'm not a coffee person so coffee is the cheapest one there if you can I'm a hot chocolate guy so it was always expensive and, and I knew I was spending money that I didn't have to because I already had had my cup of milk in the morning when I started from home. Uh, so once I read it somewhere, I don't know who wrong, who talked about it, but I, th I think it was uh, David Bach. He talks about the the latte factor. Yes. Uh, and I read that, and then I thought, let me give this a try. So the first time I went, uh, I actually went into Starbucks, and at that time, I didn't have my wallet on me. Uh, once I that's what I did all I had was my transit pass on me no money no credit cards nothing and I, I, I took a chance because sometimes I do need to uh, pay for stuff at, at work and so I thought okay this is one day I'm going to not do that and so I just went into the Starbucks stood in the line ordered for my uh, hot chocolate and then this was all you know very involuntarily done, and then I realized I don't have my wallet on me, so I, I excused myself out. <laughs> I did this several times, <laughs> and then I think a week later when I went in, uh, the guy at the counter, he said, do you have your wallet on you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so it, it was very embarrassing, So, and that kind of effectively cut my habit right there. So start with something simple, one small thing, but be fully intentional about making a change in that 
And again, uh, if you are habitually late for any activity, for every single activity, if you're always running behind on your schedule, I would say just pick one one activity in a day and make it a point to be on time for that one. Exactly. And once you start doing this uh, on a small basis, you will start seeing changes happening around it. That one activity will now be three activities where you're showing up on time. And b- before you know, you're always punctual and people will start noticing that you are the only one on time every single time. Exactly. But it, it starts with that first step. And and I think sometimes people take on too many steps at once, and so then it's so easy to find the exit lane when you feel overwhelmed by trying to change too many things at one time. Absolutely. And, you know, talk to me a little bit about, I mean, so you're on this entrepreneurial journey, you know, you've dug in deep, you're rolling up your sleeves every day, you are focusing on your purpose and your mission and your why. What does, you know, because I think a lot of would-be or aspiring entrepreneurs, they don't quite understand when you say, oh my goodness, it's going to be a lot of work. You know, in the first couple of years, you may not be able to hire a virtual assistant. They don't understand what a typical week looks like. So walk me through a day in the life of Sri. What does that look like? Uh, do you do you want the the new version that I have been implementing for the last couple of months, or do you want to know when somebody who is unprepared just walks into being a business owner? Give me both. Okay. I want the before and the after. Okay, the before would be like this. Uh, I would wake up at 6:30 or 7, just like I would wake up before, and then I would get ready and then get started with my task list. And then I'll make the phone calls, I'll look at my inbox, I'll answer the emails, and before I know it's nine o'clock. And then I'll start uh, doing whatever I'm supposed to do. If uh, In my case, I'm a business consultant, an accountant, so I start uh, looking up the work that's already there on my desk, uh, and then start making some calculations for my business clients, calling them up, and then arranging for meetings, uh, printing stuff out, and then having uh, all the documents ready for signatures and reviews, have my PowerPoint presentations, have sometimes and most of the times I will skip my lunch and just work through lunch uh, because now I'm running behind and then I'll have phone calls coming and I'm the one-man army so I take the phone calls because I don't want to lose out on a potential appointment that will be uh, converting to a billing rate uh, a little later on. So in the uh, chase after money, I skip my lunch, I skip my snacks, I often don't get up from where I'm sitting so I'm stagnant and stationary for most part of the eight-hour day. I don't drink enough water and then by five o'clock I'm super stressed out, I'm exhausted, I'm tired and then when the family comes back home, I'm grouchy and so everybody's impacted and I don't have time for workout because I got to do printout, I got to put them in the envelopes, I got to mail them out, I got to courier stuff out, I got to make sure I'm paying all my bills on time, all the software updates need to be done, otherwise I won't have the software to service my clients. So the list goes on and on and on, and this is on a reactive mode, it's not on a responsive or a proactive mode. And so people get caught up in this aspect of it, and they often don't spend enough time in the money-producing activity. They do everything else because that is more comfortable to them. They're familiar with it. It's easy. It's routine. So people tend to do those, even though it's somewhere on the bottom of their list. 
And so now what I do is I wake up at six o'clock. I have a 15 minute meditation right away. As soon as I get out of bed, that's what I do. I write my journal for half an hour, which gives me clarity as to what I want my day to be. And then uh, I get ready, I have my breakfast. And the first two hours are strictly productive uh, on money producing activities. And once that is done and out of the way, and when I talk about money producing activities, it doesn't have to mean that I'm trading my time for money. It means I'm putting something into my business that is going to yield me uh, my revenues now or later. It, be, it can be my list building, adding to my subscribers list, uh, doing webinars, or creating products, something, but that is going to add value to them. So that's what I mean by money producing activities. Absolutely. And so by about lunchtime, pretty much all my work is done. And I have got the rest four hours to play with, to come up with new ideas, or to then go and have some social media engagement, or whatever it is. But by 12 o'clock, every single day, my work for the day is done. That's great. That is great. And that way you focus on first things first. Yeah. Yeah. And it also probably by the time, you know, the family comes home, you're in much you're in a much better mood. You've t- done self-care, you've meditated, you're focused, you know what your day looks like, and so it, it makes the family experience completely different. It is, and it's it's all it all comes down to your intentional way of being and living. Uh, what exactly do you want to achieve and accomplish? Sometimes we we say, as business owners, we are doing it for the family, but while we are doing it, we neglect them the most. Yeah, they are always neglected, and then and we always think they don't know what I'm going through. They they have no idea, but at the same time, we fail to take that time and explain to them what is going through in our lives, and how maybe they can help just by listening and being there and, and we, we tend to get carried away into this little cubicle this pigeon hole that we put ourselves into calling ourselves the solopreneurs but we can get help uh, even from within the family just that support it, it makes a huge difference it certainly does and, and it also helps I mean you can even make some of the work experience a, a family bonding experience absolutely and and they, they do appreciate it. And sometimes when we, I think, we don't give them enough credit for what they can bring to the business. We always uh, write them off as uh, they don't know. Having said that, sometimes the insights they can bring into the business uh, is much more valuable and valid than what we give them credit for. And I have seen this happen over and over again. Absolutely. And, you know, part of, of, of the, everything that you're talking about is connected to this idea of if you're going to go the entrepreneurial route, you've got to find ways from the moment you decide to do that to break through your barriers, not only the barriers in business or in entrepreneurship, but also the barriers in life. You know, talk to me about how Business Booster Academy helps people do that. 
Uh, Business Booster Academy was created for one and one purpose alone, which is to help people break through their barriers to success in life and business. And I put life before business in my mission statement for that reason, because uh, unless you most of the barriers are in your mind and in your life and in you being a business owner your business is a natural extension of you so unless you succeed as a person your business will never succeed uh, and and the reason why I did that was because I have faced similar challenges in my own life and all the lessons that I have learned because of my experiences I am actually giving it out to all my clients and customers to make sure they don't fall into the same that I did. Uh, to give you a very specific example, I was having this conversation with my wife yesterday, uh, the same wife who I thought uh, didn't understand what business meant and was always uh, questioning and very cryptic about uh, what this business would do and how it's a waste of time or how she didn't understand it. Yesterday she says, if your business can be brought up to a level where you know X number of dollars, on an annual basis, and I can help you with that, I'm ready to quit my job because I think there's more scope in being in your business than being stuck in this job where I'm not enjoying it. So, and that's a powerful thing for me to come from four years ago where I was on my own, didn't spend enough time with my wife explaining to her as to what this business does. So she was always full of questions and that kind of drove us apart to come back full circle where she says, okay, I believe in your business because I've seen you're very happy in what you're doing. You're enjoying your every single day. Yes. And you're bringing in the money now, uh, and I want to be there too. So what can I do? Wow, that is full circle. How do you feel coming to this place now from there? Oh, it, it feels much, much peaceful and uh, contented. Yeah. And, that, and that's what Business Booster Academy is all about. And so talk to me specifically about the Academy. How long is it? How do people get involved with it? What does it entail? Business Booster Academy is, uh, is a place where you find all the tools and resources when you're getting started to start your business, when you're even thinking about whether or not you want to be an entrepreneur, you've got tools and resources for that. And if you have just started into being an entrepreneur, uh, there are tools and resources that help you succeed and have a proper foundation for your business. And if you're already in business and struggling, there are some fantastic tools and resources again in that website. It's businessboosteracademy.com. You'll find a lot of resources. And once you're subscribed to my newsletters, you get them on a daily basis with tons of value in boosting your productivity or managing your cash flows or uh, business opportunities. You name it, there's tons of uh, ways in which you can benefit from it. I've got weekly training webinars. Uh, There's also some uh, online lessons and courses and workshops that you can attend to. I'm available for uh, consultations you name it, whichever way is your way of learning podcasts, audios, videos uh, just emails blogs, I'll reach out to you in all the forms Beautiful, so you reach, you know, visual learners auditory learners all styles of learning, kinesthetic you're, you know, the, the academy covers all of them 
I'm trying to reach out to more people because the objective is to help people to be entrepreneurs and knowing that uh, one solution doesn't uh, there's no one single solution for everybody so I'm trying to reach out to them in the formats in which they like to receive the information absolutely beautiful and so is there a registration deadline can anybody sign up you know at any time how does it work uh, for the the training webinars and for the broadcast, there's absolutely no registration deadline. The online courses, they are online. You can subscribe to them anytime. Uh, they are uh, evergreen products, so you can dictate the timing and the place when you're going to take those lessons at the comfort of your home, on your internet, on your laptop. So it, I'm trying to make it as convenient as possible. There will be some specific workshops that I do on a live basis online, and those may have registration deadlines, but if you're subscribed to the newsletters, you, you'll get notices of those anyways. Okay, beautiful. And so um, can people go to businessboosteracademy.com and learn more? Absolutely. And there's different ways of getting in touch with me on the website. Okay, good. Good. Well, you know, I think that's the biggest piece that I've learned in, in the entrepreneurial journey is it is about breaking through barriers. And typically it begins with that mindset and changing from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And that's not something that necessarily happens overnight. It's something that takes time and practice. It's like building a muscle. It's repetition that makes the master. And so Business Booster Academy seems like something to me that if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or you're brand new, maybe you did take the leap of faith, but you are having that mindset issue, it seems like your program would help people break through their barriers. It does. And I have had people take through, uh, take my course, the Business Fast Track Workshop. Uh, they attended my live training webinars, the Be Your Own Boss. And I've gotten tremendous positive feedback because I actually created these products because I have felt uh, this was lacking out there. And this was actually created to fill that void. And the feedback has been very gratifying. Beautiful. Good, good, good. Well, I'm going to give you my, my final question here, and, and I know you're going to give me an amazing answer because I, I know a little bit of it, but I, I want our audience to hear. So when you are 85 years old and you are looking at your entire life, what do you want to say you were able to accomplish over the course of your lifetime? To be able to reach out to underprivileged kids in various parts of the world who don't have access to food, clothing, water, shelter, and education. Uh, I want to look back and remember all the kids that I have been able to impact by providing them enough financing so that they can have a good uh, access to a decent lifestyle. That would be my legacy. Absolutely. And can you for a minute just speak about that mission? I don't think we, um, especially in, in more industrialized parts of the world, I don't think we get what children are going through all over the world. Talk to me just for a few minutes about how that mission came about and, and what that looks like for children who are in the experience of not having what they need. That's very difficult to imagine. I mean, I cannot uh, give my own experience because I have always had uh, a sheltered life where everything was catered for. I, I lacked for nothing. In spite of it, I had my own problems growing up. And 
and so I, I can only imagine the extent of uh, hardships that these kids go through when they're on the streets fending for themselves or even if they're in, you know, institutions or orphanages or uh, these foster homes, how much uh, better they can be if somebody is actually willing to look after their needs on a daily basis. And there are a lot of organizations doing this. And all I'm going to do is uh, choose something that actually speaks to me that is doing what exactly I would like to do myself rather than reinventing the wheel. I'll provide the financial support and make sure that that goes on and on. That's a noble mission. And and if we can uh, address these kids and make sure that they grow up to be good contributing citizens, I think we'll solve a lot of world's problems for the future generations. Absolutely. And just paying it forward, paying it yes. forward so that they can create a legacy on their own and that legacy then provides for the next generation. Absolutely. I mean, we don't have to, I mean, we don't even have to look at uh, reaching out to thousands and thousands of kids too. If each one of us can reach out for another person, each one reach one and teach one, Yes. I think this world will be a phenomenal place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I have to tell you, that is that is a noble mission, and it's something that's doable for each and every one of us. Sri, thank you for the time that you spent on She Runs the Show today. I appreciate it. Oh, I, I loved every second of it, Cassandra. <laughs> thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Are you working a full-time job while building a part-time business? Does it feel like you're putting in more and more time, but getting less and less results? Could it be that you're building a business with the wrong mindset? Check out my latest book, From Employee to Entrepreneur, How to Overcome the Fear of Starting a Business, and learn how to shift out of the employee mentality and into the entrepreneurial mind frame. Grab your copy on Kindle by visiting http colon forward slash forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash cubicle freedom. That's tinyurl.com forward slash cubicle freedom.